We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Thursday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here this uh, morning. Ole Miss is in Columbia, South Carolina for baseball this weekend. It begins today. 6, 6, and noon. The Central Time starts for uh, the Rebels and the Gamecocks. There in Columbia, two teams both uh, fighting for a series win to try to at least get somewhat back uh, above water heading into the halfway point of the SEC season. So we'll hit that. Some different topics around the sports world. Ole Miss will scrimmage again on Saturday morning, the final scrimmage prior to the Grove Bowl here coming up in uh, in nine days or so. So, um that and more coming up on today's show. So brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Feed Pass Plus app. Take advantage of that. Exxon Mobile app. Download. And you can get $10 immediately. All you have to do is uh, get your 1,000 bonus points by logging onto the app. Sign it up. 10 bucks right there to the pump with uh, the Exxon Mobile app. There with the Blue Sky and all other locations around Mississippi. Lunch special, five sixty nine two sides bread. 32-ounce drink when you come into town this weekend. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote. Within 15 minutes and business hours, right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and uh, the rest is totally up to you. You can shop that quote around, or uh, you can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Guests, join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. I'll have a show up later today. Eric Edholm uh, will join, as will Chris Lease. We'll talk NFL Draft. We'll talk some college baseball um, later, uh, probably much later in the afternoon, but try to get it to you by 6 p.m. because I've got to drive the Tupelo. Um, so we'll get that to you. That's uh, They join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place to grab a po' boy, an appetizer, a burger. Uh, they have a great beer selection, full bar, and more there at Rafters on the Square in Oxford and also Rafters in New Albany. 
Hope everybody stayed pretty safe. Look like the weather did not get as bad here as areas around us. I saw tornado warnings in Benton, Marshall, and Tippa County, maybe. I don't think everyone ever hit Lafayette last night. Um, it looked like it went north. Yeah. It was it was above us. Um it was it was pretty impressive for some thunder and lightning around about seven, seven thirty last night. I did wonder if like there was some bombs going off somewhere, but other than that it did settle down. It was not too uh too bad. So it looked like at least in this area we dodged that for uh the most part. Um again. Ole Miss left town around 1 o'clock yesterday, heading to Columbia. I think they ended up going out of Tupelo instead of here because of the weather and wind, different things, worried about some runway links or whatever. I don't know. It's beyond my uh, my understanding. It's not my area of expertise. But nonetheless, they uh, they are there. I, uh, I I know they met on the road this morning, but I kind of laughed at Ole Miss. They, they sent out their notes thing, and the, uh, the headline was, Baseball looks to stay hot on the road at South Carolina. And I had to really think about that for a minute to see how we even could get there in our in our heads. Because they'd won two straight road series, we're doing a lot of, lot, 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 lot of PR in right now. That was the spin. That's I, I'm assuming. I don't know. I just I opened it up to see who South Carolina was pitching to kind of get organized for the day, and it said baseball looks to stay hot on the road at South Carolina. <laughs> I mean, they did win Tuesday. <laughs> they so did. That's hot. Uh, I was talking to a buddy this morning on the phone. When I, I don't really know why sports information feels compelled to do that stuff. It, it, it you. Just be straight. Be Rebels asked. look to right ship in Columbia. Go, Just go. Cool. Rebels right. head to Columbia for three game set. That's fine. That's all you gotta do. It's it is factual. It is Just stay on the just Rebels head to Columbia for three game series. Your guy wins the Heisman trophy, local man wins award. Okay. <laughs> I mean fine. My, when things are going great, you can kind of flower <laughs> it up. But when things aren't, just stay just stay in the lane. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Ole Miss going with uh, Dylan DeLucia tonight. They are going with Derek Diamond tomorrow, and they are going with Jack Washburn on uh, on Saturday. I, I I think I know why they're doing it. I think it's the same. I wrote this on the board. You can read a lot more detail than I'm about to give you right now at rebelgrove.com. It's even linked out front. Um, Mike went heavy splits oriented for his starters last, last week against Alabama. And they Alabama had pretty heavy right-left splits. Well, South Carolina's are even worse. Um, I was looking at it yesterday. South Carolina is hitting 184 against right-handed pitching in SEC play this season. They are hitting 305 against left-handed pitching this season. Now, it is worth noting that they have faced about two and a half times more right-handed pitching than left-handed pitching from an at-bat standpoint. Um, during the overall season, it's it's a discrepancy, but it's not as big. It's 291 against lefties, 255 against righties. So he is loading up um, right-handed pitching is what Mike is doing. Um, what is interesting about it is he gives the quote saying they really have no weekend starters. There was nothing about last week and indicated they still don't have any weekend starters, and then he announced three weekend starters. Not even really a criticism. I just looked at it and went, well, okay. Like it's, it's, it, show- it shows you that we don't – it's just, it's just scrambling right now. I mean – shows you that a lot of the press conference stuff is just talking and not really – Crap well, I think it's not knowing what to do. I mean, frankly, I think it's just, hey, we're spinning wheels and trying to figure it out and trying to work it out. But at the end of the day, because here's the, here's the scary thing, there's not an answer. If you stumble across an answer, great, but you're stumbling across it. Well, it's a season that started in the middle of February, and we're now in the middle of April. So if you don't have an answer by now, no, there's no answer. You're not calling up somebody from the AA team. Some kid didn't figure it out at AAA Iowa. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you don't get trades. What I mean, you got is what you got. Yeah, and it is you're, what not, it is. you're not trading four prospects for, the, you know, 
Tennessee's fourth starter. Somebody's asking what Ole Miss is pitching. It's right and half left-handed pitching. I don't know. I can look. I mean, against hitting, I'll look it up. I don't know off the top of my head, but I can tell you. I, I, I mean, I, I know where to find that. At this point, you are what you are. South Carolina throwing a freshman tonight. Um, he's been fine. He's started a couple games. I mean, it is not. It is not the the story of two high profile arms tonight for the Rebels and Gamecocks. Uh, well, and they're four and eight in the league too. So I mean, and they know, can't hit at all. Right. They've been horrid offensively. And I, I do think starting Delucia makes sense. He has looked much more comfortable starting than relieving. Yeah. I think maybe they found that. The two things that are interesting to me are a well, three things: giving him a start tomorrow. Starting Diamond, I really have no issue with, but the discipline to get him out of there after one time through. Yeah, let him get even him. if it goes really well through three innings, go okay, that's it. Yeah, pat you on the tail and move on with your with your night. Yeah, because I think that's very doable. Sure, go have a Gatorade, sit down. Yeah, you did your job this weekend. Take your spikes off. Yes, rather than let him pitch into traffic in the fourth inning. Yeah, just get him out of there. Go to the next guy. I don't know that they have that discipline. I, in fact, I don't think they do. Well, it's completely against Mike's DNA to have that discipline. That is something that's never been the way they have managed. Now, they typically have not needed to, but nonetheless, they have not typically done that. So, I don't know. Uh, that's interesting. And then I want to see what they do with Hunter Elliott. I mean, they used him on Tuesday at a time that I thought was kind of strange. And he's been really good in his two starts, or at least relative to a freshman and compared to the rest of the team, he's been pretty good in his two starts. And I've harped on this a couple times. I even went back and read the quotes again yesterday. I don't really understand what Mike is seeing or why he's been pretty down on him compared to what I thought he had done over the course of these two starts. I mean, he pitched against Kentucky. He went into the fifth inning, didn't give up an earned run. There was one or two earned runs during it. And then, like I said, he didn't let it explode last week against Alabama in the first. He got out of there only giving up a run. And then he gets out of the third if they just catch a pop-up in center field. And Mike's quotes didn't really match his stats. It was just kind of strange. So I really want to see what they do with Hunter Elliott, kind of where that thing looks this week, what his role is going to be. Because I do think he's got a bright future. And I, I'm wondering kind of what that looks like right now. Uh, somebody asking, Ole Miss is – let's see. They are pitch opponents are hitting uh, left-handed op- opponents are hitting two fifty-six against Ole Miss. Right-handed opponents are hitting two forty-eight against Ole Miss. So it's not batting average, frankly. It's walks and other things that's affecting that for the most part. So, yeah, some of those pitching stats are actually pretty good. They're not bad from a runners-on kind of standpoint. Not, anyway, that doesn't matter. Um, somebody asked Ole Miss's offensive splits too. I've got it up, so whatever. Oh, uh, let's see. Ole Miss is hitting very average both ways. 275 against lefties, 283 against right-handers. And this is not SEC play. This is total games. I did not scroll down to SEC play. Yeah, those numbers are surely lower against SEC opponents, I would guess. Yeah, I mean, everybody's are. Right. Even even <laughs> Tennessee because they didn't get to play Iona in league play. So that is uh, that is true. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a tough place to play. Ole Miss has to have two, I feel like. I mean, anything less than two, and you make the turn at five and ten, and just numbers, or the, the sure the sure numbers get you at that point. And it's pretty complicated. They get State next week. They go to Arkansas. It is what it is. So I don't I don't know that there's a whole lot more preview to be to be had from, <laughs> from this weekend. No, I mean, it's got to win. Got to go. You have to go into. At some point, if you want to get back into any 
I, I think the hosting conversation's at this point done. Ole Miss is hitting 234 against left-handers and 234 against right-handers, exactly the same in SEC play. Oh. It's consistent. 30 of 128 and 69 of 295. Oh. Again. That's all I got. They need to win four of the next six games in league play to feel good about themselves. Left-handers in conference play are hitting 322 against Ole Miss. Oh, wow. It's a big number. Yeah. Right-handers are hitting 276. Fun with numbers. By far the highest left-handed average in the conference. Compared to Vanderbilt, left-handers are hitting 196 against the Commodores. Okay, I'm done. Sammy, Sammy wants to know if Ryan Rollison made the Rockies. I don't know. I don't know either. We can all Google together, but I don't know. Rockies and Cubs start a four-game series tonight in Denver, so I'll, I'll probably know by the end of the weekend, which is probably not a sufficient answer, but I don't I haven't looked it up. Somebody mentioned Link Jarrett to me this morning. Jake in the stream says, I wish we could hire Link Jarrett. Somebody where's, mentioned Link where's Jarrett. Where's he? Notre Dame. Oh. Former lead. He was at Auburn as an assistant. Is that his name? Link? Or is that a nickname? It's kind of a cool name. You like that? Yeah, I mean, not many not many kids in the class are going to be named Link. Kind of sounds like a professional wrestler a little bit, like Link Jarrett. Like, yeah, like Caroline always bitches at us about her name. Why? Because there's so many Carolines. Oh, really? Yeah. Was that a real popular name back then? Did you go get through a baby book? Mm-mm. I always loved that name. Oh, did you really? Yeah, always. Always have. Did it take getting to Carson to stay with the C's, or was that known throughout too? Um, no, by the time we got to a third one, we were going to go with the C's. So they I have think, this, this. I think I've told you this before. So the big debate was: my brother has a daughter named Kate, with a K. Okay. Okay. Sure. And I like the name Catherine with a C. Sure. The traditional way. Yeah. And had Carson been a girl, I wanted to name her Catherine, and there were people in the family that were like, no, you can't do that. And I was like, why? If she's going to be called Kate, what's the damn difference? It's your call. It, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you get to decide that one. Kate and Catherine are not the same name. No, they're not. Right. Yes. Cause typically girls named Catherine don't shorten it to Kate. Because you don't see C A T E or right. like whatever. In sure. fact, every Catherine that I've ever known spelled with the C has gone by Catherine. <laughs> so, there you, so there you go. I guess that's true. So, but it wasn't to, wasn't to be. Yeah, fate intervened. He was a boy, yeah. Um, I had always liked, I had always liked the name Carson. Okay. But before, had Campbell been a boy, Carson would have been in the mix. Yes, my child is named the same as Jeffrey's dog, but it's spelled differently. Um, so it's not the same. <laughs> Jeffrey's dog is C A R L I E. Oh yeah, that's right. Not not Y. So yes, it's 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 different. Yeah, just just saying. We had a real we had a very difficult time coming up with a name for a first child. Did you really? Yeah, we just could never get settled in, and we finally we finally decided that. 
I had to go cover, I was covering Auburn at the time, and Auburn was playing basketball in Baton Rouge, and Laura went with me, and on that Sunday morning after the game, we said, all right, turning off the radio, we're going to talk about this, we're going to settle it, by the time we get back to Mobile, we're going to have a name. Yeah. And we did. So there you go. There's your story. They don't have any of the same like middle initials. You don't go all the way through. No. Okay. No. We'd save my monogramming. Just we did like family it. names for middle names. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> guys. Like now that we've run everyone that. off the stream. Yeah. It's it's that Thursday morning show when we're not in football season is kind of it's 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 a it's a struggle. I'll well, be let's let's be real. If you listen to Lane Kiffin on Tuesday, you can tell Lane Kiffin is tired of spring football. Well, I actually didn't mention this yesterday, and I meant to kind of be a topic, and I I, I axed it out before I meant to. There was nothing in his press conference Tuesday that indicated anything other than we're here because we have to be here. <laughs> exactly right. I'm, he he was so disinterested at that point. Well, that a staffer told us the other day, we're only here because everybody expects us to be here. Quote, unquote. <laughs> Literally, that was the quote. <laughs> Making fun of us for being there. There was some truth there. Yeah, but we were being ridiculed playfully for being there. Like, why are you here? No one made you come and you're here. <laughs> we have to be here. <laughs> we get paid yeah. to be here. And I was kind of like, well, I'm, I sort of do too, but not really. And it's kind of complicated. But you wait for the first time you can exit and go, okay, well, that's it. Yeah. All right, enjoy it. <laughs> as soon as they brought out the fourth teamers, we're like, we're out. Well, because it did. I, I didn't really notice it was the fourth team at first, and I went, I don't recognize any of these people. I don't know who they are. <laughs> well, w- once it became a carnival there at the end, then it was fun. It was actually the funniest part of the practice. It was the most entertaining part of the practice. It was also, beyond a shadow of a doubt, the most meaningless part of a otherwise meaningless practice. Because, look, occasionally guys we, – we've seen a lot of practice over the years. Occasionally guys will pop that are, like, on the third team, and you go, oh, wow, he looks kind of good. I guess who he's going against, but it's all right. But Neil and I were talking about this standing there the other day. They have to kind of be elevated to the second team for you to then notice them and go, oh, well, let me write that down because there's just, they're like, you're way over there. I mean, you're playing against other scout team guys. Like, it, yeah. just, it just is what it is. And then, you know, they get elevated to the second team and suddenly go, okay, well, you're on the 2D. We'll, we'll, we'll play. Yeah, that's, sure. That, that's worth checking you out and seeing what's going on. And then so. you see guys running. You saw some guys that took first team snaps that also took third team snaps. Mm hmm. And you realize, okay, well, we're now just kind of throwing stuff out there. There is no chart. There, there really isn't. Not of significance. Especially on days where so many guys were hurt offensively. Or out, or whatever. I, I will tell you, you want to have a four seconds of hardcore football? Okay. I will tell you that I do believe that as of this moment, Luke Altmyer's ahead of Jackson Dart. I do too. And I don't frankly think it's particularly close right now i do too i think this summer is going to be really big for jackson dart and august is going to be really big for jackson dart because lane kiffin is going to be more dialed in in august than he is in april and frankly i mean that as a compliment to lane nobody wins a damn game in april Mm -hmm. but dart cannot continue to commit the turnovers in august and be the quarterback in september and that's Lane does not have a lot of patience for quarterbacks turning the ball over. That will get you on the bench. Yes. And Luke, I mean, even on Saturday when neither one of them was very good, Luke was more efficient and didn't turn it over. Yeah, they punted. Yeah, they did. Kind of pulled it down and got a few and got 
touched and the play ended and yeah. ran around a little bit. It's it's going to be a storyline in August. It's it's so interesting to me. So I don't, I don't know about you. I do radio with other people sometimes that I've done shows for for years, and they all start off. So Jackson darts the quarterback, and it's like, whoa, hold up, not necessarily. It's amazing how nationally and regionally that narrative has already been established. It's also because the, in the overwhelming majority of cases, you play the transfer. Yeah. Because otherwise, he only came because there was a spot open. I mean, you don't see Spencer Rattler coming because whomever is the quarterback already at South Carolina. Right. I mean, logic says, well, we went and got a high-profile transfer because we didn't have a quarterback. Yeah, LSU brought a transfer in, but... It- He's not necessarily going to be the quarterback. Right. It's like, oh, hey, we're going to have a competition. I mean, A and M. I get it's just Max Johnson, but I mean, yeah. they've got Haynes King. Heard King looks really good. Yeah, that's been the tall guy of college. Yeah, that's no, fair. All right, we'll move on in a second. First, talk about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Settle County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're getting local underwriting and understand your market. Leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by Dead Soxy. Go to uh, deadsoxy.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE, get 25% off the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Again, deadsoxy.com. Game Changer Patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. Uh, the warm-up patch used before while you drink. Overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout at GameChangerPatch.com. You get 20% off your purchase. We're brought to you by ACS. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator based in Baldwin, Mississippi. Um, you can learn more about them at ACSLLCMS.com. Or call 662-601-4381. Lamons Fine Jewelry is at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for about 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. I mentioned uh, hand-raised guys. That's uh, later today. Brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products and services if you live in oxford tupelo or the surrounding area call comer 662-801-1777 if you live in hernando memphis or the surrounding area call the people at southern 662-429-4429 the college corners one-stop rebel shop two locations in the jackson area in ridgeland it's next to fleet feet and flowwood it's next to half shell you can also go to collegecornerstore.com plus you can find them on facebook and instagram they've got the largest selection of rebel gear in central mississippi Podcast is brought to you by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. Fill your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. Whether it's one trip to the pharmacy or one delivery, you have what you need when you need it with GNM. They're also in Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs. So, again, check them out for your local pharmacy needs, 662-236-2222. We're going to jump around a little bit. Would you have pulled Clayton Kershaw last night? Yes. Right decision. Absolutely. I get not. But he said he was simply talking about the Dodgers' goal is to win the World Series. It is. Clayton Kershaw blowing his arm out in April 
in an attempt to throw a perfect game does not help you. He was only at 80 pitches. He was. He did not pick up a baseball until January. He was not ramped up for nine innings. Yeah, for anybody, sorry. He had a perfect game going through seven. They pulled him at that point. The next guy gave up hits, right? I'm assuming. I've yeah. seen that it finishes a perfect game. Um, no, I don't. I, th- I thought they did the right thing. He apparently told Dave Roberts he was done. Yeah, look, because of the lockout and spring training and all things like that, especially with the veterans, they didn't really have much time at all to stretch out. I mean, the 80 was probably the correct number for the the time frame that they were they were in. And then obviously they're going to have a deep run in the playoffs most likely, and they need their guy. He's on the back half of of being this level, you would assume. Back fourth. Well, right. Yeah, I guess by back half I meant tail end, Yes, um, frankly. So I get it. Yeah, Kershaw handled it well. He was fine in the in the in the clubhouse afterward. He wasn't pissed off. And you get it. The other side of it is he's probably not blowing out his arm, throwing two extra innings. And you keep him on a pitch count. I mean, obviously, because if the hit, it's over. So they got to be pretty clean anyway. Yeah. The- Six more batters. Is that going to change anything on something that it's happened twenty three times ever? I'm going to guess that Dave Roberts told Clayton Kershaw, if you want to go out there. Yeah, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to take the ball away from a Hall of Fame pitcher. Yeah. But just throw fastballs and let him hit it. See what happens. But apparently Kershaw told Roberts he was done. I'm going to guess that after all of these years of pitching, Clayton Kershaw knows his body pretty well. And he's been injured. He's missed some time. He he didn't pitch in the postseason last year. I would think for him at this point, another ring means a lot more than a perfect game. I could be wrong, but that's my read on Clayton Kershaw. For so long, the knock on him was that he wasn't good in the postseason. Then he got a ring. He got a ring. And I would suspect he wants another ring. And this is the best way to do it. Yeah, well, I mean, he wants to pitch in September and October, not just April. And, you know, you can go, hey, that would have been a really cool story, but it's not Dave Roberts' job to make baseball more popular for the day. That is not his. No, it's Dave Roberts' job to win the World Series. That's their goal. Anything short of winning the World Series for the Dodgers this year is failure. It is. They're built to win the World Series. They gave Freddie Freeman all that money. They they gave Kershaw a new a new deal. Kershaw's got like a three year deal at this point. This is year one of that deal, or year two of that deal, and you're gonna. I mean, he's if he's if if indeed he told Roberts he was done, then the decision was easy. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you're not gonna go. Hey, I know you feel really bad, but hey, why don't you get back out there? We. Baseball would really enjoy you throwing a perfect game. Yeah, no. Come on, guys. Yeah. Hey, I know Clayton, but there's a spirited debate in our thread about tipping at Sonic. I don't know how we got here. I have no problem with it. They don't have a place to do it. G said it here. It, like That's the problem is if you could add it to your card, right. you do it every time. But they don't do that. And I don't care. I mean, I, as the truth, I, I don't care cash. So We've talked about this do? before. Do you tip at carryout? Yes. I do too. Always. Especially ones that I frequent where, not like 
that I'm getting preferential treatment, but that I know we're on the ball here. Like I know calling in, hey, this is gonna this is gonna go all right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you used to do it at Obi's a lot and I knew it was gonna be streamlined. Boom, 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 boom. I always tip at Obi's. Um and like you're not tipping twenty percent. No. It's just something. Yeah. I tip at Ferdinand's. Okay. Because they have to box it up and put it in a bag and bring it to you and the Sonic thing does kind of, and I know I'm being a little bit of a curmudgeon, it kind of bothers me a little bit because it's their choice to not have a drive-thru. I mean, you're not tipping at McDonald's when they hand you the food through the window. No. And they kind of need to skate. If they skate, I'm a little more impressed. <laughs> they just walk it out. I'm like, okay, and I will tip you, but it's kind of your fault you're not paying your employees at that point. You chose to not have a drive-thru. Yeah, my, my, my problem with places that, like that, I don't typically carry cash. Yeah, that is the problem. If I could put it on the... I'm, I'm paying credit. If I could just add it to, I, I would. It's their fault. Absolutely. On a number of levels. If if you would like for me to tip your employees, I'm I'm as someone who once worked in the service industry, I'm 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 game, but you have to make it convenient for me to do it. Yeah, our Sonic do not Sonics do not have a drive through, so do not have that option. I know, I know some do. Avery says she tips at Subway. I've, I haven't eaten at Subway in so long that I don't remember. I had, but again, is there a tip line there, or is it just a cash thing? Yeah, like but a I mean, bucket? well, a is there a tip line? But again, the same thing. Why am I tipping at Subway, but I'm not tipping at Wendy's when they have to put the lettuce and the tomato on the burger too? What's the difference? That's a good point. I mean, like we're we're creating tip opportunities that are not traditional tip opportunities, right? Like, why? Well, I guess because at Subway, it's a sandwich artist. At Wendy's, it's just somebody on the burger line. Dang. They're not going to class, okay? Like, <laughs> no offense. Like, um, <laughs> there is a tip on at Subway? Who knew? I mean, I haven't eaten there in forever. I don't, I don't know. Really? I can't remember the last time I had Subway. Five years at least. Troy Rebel says, what's the difference between Wendy's and Chili's to, t- to take out? I don't tip carry out. Well, one, that is their only, like, that is fast food. Like, it is literally the purpose of the establishment. Whereas, in my mind, carry out, whether it should be or should not be, if it's a place where you potentially tip sitting down, you are tipping carry to pick up. Oh, that's an interesting thought. You know what I'm saying? Because if you go to Wendy's and, You're not getting, and yeah. eat there, you don't. You're not tip. tipping. You're not leaving a tip on the table. Yeah. That's a good point. But, like, even at Obie's, it's possible that somebody is refilling your tip. I'm just, I don't know why I'm using Obie's today, but send the bill, send the check, David. But, like, I don't know, like, it, you know what I mean? Like, people still check on you. I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of whatever. So, <laughs> Kevin says, love you guys. But hey, it, it's, look, it's April the 14th. This yeah, is what happens. It, it is what it is. We could talk about the basketball transfer portal. There's, not much to say. I do. BWL's got a good point there. Says I hate the places that automatically throw up the tip option on the machine in front of the employee you would be tipping, where they hand you the pad and it's like choose the option. Yeah, and it's like fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. You, like, you don't want to hit no thanks with them standing right there. Yeah, it is. It is an incredibly passive aggressive <laughs> method. <laughs> yeah, we'll move on at this, but I will say this. Yeah, if we'll, I, we'll if, stop. If I tip. At carryout, I'm with Ginger here. If I tip at carryout, my service better be damn good. Like, my bag's ready. Here you go. 
everything's right, here you go. Well, look, if I'm doing carry out an establishment that I'm aware of, it's because I know the past service has been where I have an right. expectation. Right. If it's a new place, I probably will still tip, but if I come back the next time and you suck the last time, I'm much more likely. Well, frankly, I'm probably not doing I'm not coming out. back again. Right. Yeah. I mean, me showing up. You've pretty much named the two places, or we've named the two places in town that I'm comfortable with consistent carry out. Okay. That's about it. <laughs> That's my experience. Okay. Hibachis do t- do carry out very well. They do. Yes, that is correct. From an overall like type of restaurant, yeah, that's that's probably the best. I'll I'll, I'll, okay. I'll admit that. All right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Tipping always pays off in the wrong if you plan on going back. Yeah. The point is, if it's really bad, you're not going back. Yeah. Even if you go eat there, you go. I know that carry out was a disaster. We'll just either dine in or or that's it. So, okay. That was fun. Moving on. St. Leo did do great curbside during COVID. No no question. They were terrific. JT Daniels has his new home. He is headed to West Virginia. He is reuniting with uh, Graham Harrell, who is his offensive coordinator at USC. Will he he be the guy? Do they already have a quarterback? It feels like he's the guy. Okay. Yeah, from from every media report I've kind of glanced at over the course of the last 90 seconds, it looks like he's uh, (laughs) – It looks like he's the guy. Yeah. Um, Look, it's not like I feel sorry for JT Daniels, but I am kind of glad he found a spot where he can play. Like, that had to suck. Sure. Well, there are people in In a number of ways. People in Athens who swear that he was the best quarterback on campus. That Kirby just didn't really like him. Kirby. Got, got a little Wally pipped, but not even really. I mean, it's it. I said Kirby just was a Stetson Bennett guy. It's, it was Kirby kind of being stubborn. I mean, it worked. It worked. Yeah. I mean, you don't get to second guess it. When well, it's you win a the little title. bit. It, look, I'm not. It's not a perfect comparison because Georgia's defense was all world, and you didn't highly have to score. But it was kind of the same thing. Kirby Smart was not going to put up with Daniels turning the ball over. Nope, I'm going to play Stetson Bennett, and he's just going to dink it and do whatever, yeah. and it's fine, and yeah. he's going. We're playing management mode. Yeah. We got that defense. Nope, 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 nope. Not about to give short fields and pick sixes and stuff. And sure, Daniels has got a really pretty 50-yard pass, but I don't need a 50-yard pass. Yeah. Not what I need. I think there's some truth to that. That played into it. Yeah. That, eh, you know. And it did feel like he just didn't like him as much. Frankly, as a human, it seemed like. kind of the word on the street. Just. Apparently it was uh it was a locker room topic. Oh really? Mm-hmm. But when you win it all works out. Well yeah, there's no criticism when you win the whole thing. A, it, a quarterback issue only becomes a quarterback issue inside the team if the L's start coming. Then it becomes an issue. When it's W everybody just sucks it up and goes, yeah, all right, just go well. on. Hey, it worked. Winning like better. I kind of want you to play my guy, but eh, okay. <laughs> Winning, it's more fun than losing. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Derek Carr, three-year, one hundred twenty-five and a half million dollar contract extension. Derek Carr, mm-hmm. showing you that if you have any semblance of a quarterback, you pay that quarterback. Yeah, it's the whole. It plays into the whole draft and everything we're talking about right someone now. Someone talked to Eric Edholm about it later today about you know. Also, no trade clause. 
How do you feel about the uh, the Saints rumor that's out there? <laughs> it can move up to four. They moved to four. Yeah, to take Malik Willis. Yeah, how's how are you gonna feel about that? Um, <laughs> we just thought those playoff losses broke me. Yeah, I mean, I I, I will take eight. Minneapolis miracles compared to moving up to four to take Malik Willis. I do kind of want to do a live show on that Thursday night. <laughs> oh God, I really do because <laughs> I sense that something's going to happen, and I kind of want to just enjoy the moment, be able to document it. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they don't play baseball till the next night. Yeah, when is it next week? Yeah, and we we owe the yeah because they're in Fayetteville. We owe. Oh, the, it's two weeks. It's the first week of May. No, it's the. F- it's the it's Thursday it's the Thursday before Ole Miss plays baseball in Fayetteville. Oh, it is. So it's two yeah. weeks. But they play state next week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's two weeks from. For today. For some reason, I thought the draft was next week. No, the draft is two weeks from today. Okay. I'm 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 going to push for that. I don't understand. I, okay, here's why I don't understand. Even beyond. Okay. If you're the Saints. Yeah. If somebody can enlighten me, feel free. Malik Willis has a ton of raw talent. That's sure. not debatable in any stretch. Okay. He's a better prospect than he looked like in Oxford that day because, frankly, he didn't look very good. Mm-hmm. Their window's now. Their window is not in five years. Frankly, at some point, the bill's going to come due on the Saints from a Saints. cap standpoint. Their defense is still pretty good. Saints have 14 and 18. Right now, I believe that's right. Yeah, okay. it runs together. 14 and 18, 16 and 19, something like that. Yeah. If you give if you give away all this stuff to take Willis, he it's going to take it's not Joe Burrow coming in. No, no. He's not that seasoned. No. So you're you're sort of just you're, and you're bringing him in frankly, if 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 you bring in a young quarterback, he's he's not going to supplant Jameis Winston. Well, then even more so. Like you're you're when not not one not in the first year. He probably will in the second year. Yeah, you're still riding with Jameis this year, obviously. I mean, I would think I would think the Saints are giving the reins to Jameis, and if he stays healthy, he's their quarterback this this fall. Jameis would have to play really, really. If you drafted a rookie quarterback, Jameis would have to have a terrific season to be your quarterback in 2023. That's my guess. He'd have to light the world on fire, or, or else you'd turn to the rookie quarterback. Yeah, of course. Because at that point, he'd be a second-year quarterback, and he'd be on a rookie contract, and it would you, you, you need could, to get playing. Well, it lets you. It, it well, it, now look. Here's the other part. That, does, of that. that opens the window? They say the rookie quarterback also solves some of this cap stuff. Well, of course. Now let's also say this: those cap things are real. They're also uh, somebody asking my heart rate right now. I'm good. I'm, I'm 52. I'm I'm cool as a cucumber. Now my blood pressure is beginning to rise, but so it's it's but it's really interesting. Seriously, I mean, all jokes aside, although I, I am enjoying the the drama of it. Point being, they do tons of redistributing money, so you fix a lot of these salary sure. cap issues without actually having to cut a bunch of dudes or but something. But the way to get out of salary cap hell is a starting is quarterback a on a rookie yeah. scale. And so drafting a quarterback, whether it's Malik Willis or Matt Corral or Pickett or whoever, the, whoever Desmond Ritter, whoever, is, if you believe that is your guy, you have to go get him. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah, 100%. So, if you think that, no, this so if, is the dude that's going to carry us the next decade. If you Exactly. Then you move up to four and go get him. And you can fix windows quickly. People have shown that. Yeah. If you're good, you can. The NFL is built on well, that. Especially if you have a great quarterback. Cincinnati says hello. But if the defense falls apart in three years and you've got to rebuild it, you well, you've just lost years three, four, five out of Willis. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Well, yeah, my, I guess my point is it's far from a lock either way. Seattle was able to clean up their entire roster with Russell Wilson on a rookie deal. They were. Had a, had a run where they yeah. won a Super Bowl. They were very efficient and very good, mm-hmm. which is required anyway, obviously. Grind, thanks for the super chat. He says, Florida minus one versus Utah. LSU minus four versus Florida State are the opening lines. Yet, Odd Shark has Utah winning 38-27 and FSU winning 32-20, to which fan base will be more on edge. LSU's will be because they're naturally more on edge. And I think there's an expectation at LSU, unlike Florida, that this is going to be immediate. I would enjoy... Uh, LSU loss that weekend. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. To watch that that freak out. I think Florida... Frankly, I mean, I, I will be fairly shocked if Florida beats Utah. I mean, you're going into that game, first-year yeah. coach against a team that was really, really good last year. And while Florida fans can be obnoxious, I think they, I th- I think they know this is a rebuild year or a transition year. LSU does not believe that. LSU fans think this is going to be walk right in and take care of business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we can even broadcast my heart rate during the draft. There's a way to like let everybody see it on the screen, what my heart rate is doing with my whoop. Okay. It's very doable. They use it in golf all the time when people hit these shots. I don't know. We'll consider it as, as being. So if at, after the third pick, the commissioner says, we have a trade, are you, oh, you, you going to? The New Orleans Saints traded picks number 14, 18, and a first-round pick in 2024 <laughs> for the fourth pick. The Saints are on the clock. Yeah. Oh. At yeah. that point, you would. I mean, there would be no. You know, uh, I mean, there, there, would, there would be no um, suspense. Wondering. You yeah, would yeah, know yeah. it's Malik Willis. Yeah, is he the only one of those quarterbacks they would go up and get? It the, sounds like it. It's right. That's him. Yeah, it sounds like. So, it. is the consensus among NFL people? And I'm, I'm guess I'm getting ready for my interview with Ed Holm. Is the consensus among NFL people that that Willis is the guy with the big ceiling? Definitely the guy with the big ceiling. Yes, that feels pretty consistent across the board. And it feels like the only guy that people are willing to go way high for. You know, people still think the commanders are probably taking picket at whatever number that is. Okay. But it feels like Willis is the one that you have to jump up to. That somebody will probably jump up and do that when it gets to draft day. And maybe this is local bias on my part. I, I don't think I'm typically very guilty of that. But I don't understand why you would trade – that many assets to go up and get Willis when you probably could stay at the end of the first round. It certainly sounds like it. Don't the Saints have a pick at the very end of the first round? 
I need to pull up a draft order. I, I, Did I, they I, get another one back from the – yeah, we'll pull it up on where we'll, – we'll go over in a second. Okay. First, tell you about Northeast Spark, NESPARC, service people across rural communities, two packages, the Ignite, 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. I've got it here as at home as well. NESpark.com, 662-238-3159, phone service, parental controls, network security, and much more. So call the office for details. Get the best internet in Lafayette County. Again, 662-238-3159. Five nine. Uh, we're also yeah, I've got it up, so we'll do it. We'll do it here in a minute. I've got uh, I've got what appears to be the latest updated one. Making sure it's got the Saints picking sixteen and the Saints picking nineteen. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, that that is that sounds correct. Okay, so we'll we'll get to that in a second. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. Complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. I'll brought to you by Pinnacle. Martin Palomo and I will tape a uh, Mind on My Money brought to you by Pinnacle a little bit later today. Don't forget, you can call Pinnacle and ask for a complimentary, no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com. John Edwards is the guy to call. If you want to make a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories, just get in touch with John. Let him know what you're thinking about. Uh, give him some parameters. Give him a budget that's really important. And he will give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Speaking of restaurants, I recommend Opa. It's brought. It's uh, on the square, 306 South Lamar. Um, Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, candlelit patio, and more there at Opa. I had a mailbag up yesterday. It was brought to you by uh, Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. Uh, there's, there's no It's free for the candidate. All the conversations are kept confidential, so you've got nothing to lose by giving them a call. If your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, service specialists can help. They uh, remind you that payment of service is solely contingent on you deciding to hire a candidate that they send. So you have nothing to lose, so give Will, Sidney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website at servicespecialistltd.com. Podcast is brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamery, johnstonhillcreamery.com, 662-419-9201. You can also email cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. They make all their, their local artisanal cheese here, cheese in-house just off Molly Bar in Oxford on White Oak Lane. Also have charcuterie, bakery, catering, organ, uh, grazing tables, and much more. They run cheese classes every so often. You can call about that. Get together with up to 12 of your uh, friends and you get a, uh, a gift when you leave from uh, from those events. JohnstonHillCreamery.com or go to the Instagram page. They update it all the time with, uh, you know, new cheeses, new events, and everything going on there at Johnston Hill Creamery. So, again, JohnstonHillCreamery.com. So, Saints are at 16 and 19. Okay. And then they don't pick again if nothing happens. They don't pick again until 49. 
16, 19, and 49. So the okay. question would be, do you think you could get your quarterback at 19? Or is there a quarterback that you like enough at 49 that you think he would make it to that spot? 49 is gambling on anybody being available. That's 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 even having a hard time getting Corral, Howell, like that's Well the Corral gamble, let's say New Orleans likes Corral, right? And they say, Hey, it's just not worth moving up. Well you can get him at nineteen. And let's say that they think we don't really think he's value at nineteen. The team that they would worry about, I think, is Detroit. Because Detroit has the second pick in the draft. Yeah. And if they don't go quarterback there, and they probably aren't. They pick the last pick of the uh, first round. They have the Rams' first-round pick. So they pick 32 right after Kansas City and right before Jacksonville at 33. And then Detroit picks again at 34. Ooh. So Detroit could go with Corral at 32, or they could take a player at 32 because Jacksonville's not drafting quarterback. And they could take Corral again at 34 unless someone drafted up or traded yeah, up yeah. in front of them there. I don't know. Well, it's, straight value. There's value in Corral at any of those spots. So what we've talked about before with quarterbacks is if, you, if you're if you set on a quarterback, you've got to go get him. You've got to overpay, if you will. Overdraft. And yes, if that quarterback ends up being a bust, it's that's, that's your ass. You're done. The people who drafted Mitch Trubisky second say hello. Yeah, of course. Because they traded up to draft Trubisky. Because they thought he was their guy. And in some ways, you admire the gumption. But if it doesn't work out, it's a disaster. And then you get compared to who you took him over. Of course. You get the Mahomes thing and Deshaun Watson and all that stuff. Yeah. For a decade. Or longer. Where's their GM now? Um, I think he's a sandwich artist. Getting tipped at Sonic right yeah, now after I that one. So. I think so. Uh, see where uh, the uh, fans of the Minnesota Wild paid the the fine on one of their players through Venmo yesterday. Uh-uh. Yeah, so Ron Hartman, he flipped off Evander Kane during an NHL game on Tuesday night. Uh, they got to do a tussle. Apparently, Kane is like a bad guy in he hockey. Is. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, a, I, a, I know nothing he, about it. He's a bruiser. So the referee separated the two. Hartman flipped Kane the bird while adding some choice words. The NHL fined Hartman $4,250 for the gesture. By Wednesday, fans had found Hartman's Venmo account, and money started pouring in to pay the fine. Even Kane's ex-wife joined in with a $200 donation. His ex-wife? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Kane's ex-wife donates 200 bucks. Kane's troubles of the past year plus are too numerous to mention in detail. Um, he's, he was accused of gambling on NHL games. He faked a vaccination card. He alienated his Sharks teammates to the point of disrepair. There's articles and all this stuff across. So, yeah. He, uh, got, uh, got it taken care of by by fans of the Minnesota Wild. There's, uh, oh, there's that. I'm fascinated by the ex-wife doing it. That's feels like there's something there, isn't there? Like, it's not uh, typical, right? Doesn't feel typical. That is that's a that's a good point. So Kuiper's got his latest mock out. Have you seen it? Is he the one that had Corral forty something? I'm looking. So he's got uh he's got Aiden Hutchinson one. Okay. He's got Ahmad Gardner, the cornerback from Cincinnati, who has 
just skyrocketed up charts at number two. Um, Trevon Walker from um, Georgia going third to Houston. Has the Jets going with Kayvon Thibodeau. That's why I think the Jets would trade. Because Thibodeau, he's fine. But, meh. He's got the Giants taking Akim Ekwanu, the offensive tackle from North Carolina State. Correct, yes. Uh, he's got the Panthers going with Malik Willis, the quarterback from Liberty. He's got the Giants uh, drafting at seven again, taking Jermaine Johnson, the second, from Florida State, defensive end. He's got Atlanta taking Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver from Ohio State. Evan Neal from Alabama going ninth to Seattle. Drake London from uh, USC going tenth to the Jets. It's Kyle Hamilton at 11. Stingley from LSU going 12 to Minnesota. Charles Cross from Mississippi State going 13th to the Texans. Has your Saints at 16 taking uh, – tell me how you'll feel about this one. Have you seen okay. this one? Nope. Uh, the New Orleans Saints with the 16th pick in the draft take Trevor Penning, offensive tackle, Northern Iowa. You good I, mean, with I that? don't know anything about Trevor Penning, but okay. I mean, if you feel like you are getting a tackle that is going to be very good for a long time, sure, that's good value right there. Has the Chargers and Eagles taking uh, Georgia teammates Jordan Davis and Nakobe Dean, 17th and 18th respectively, and then at 19, and I think you would like this pick, at 19, the Saints with the pick that they acquired from the Eagles taking Jamison Williams, the wide receiver from Alabama. I'm good with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have no problem with that at all. All right, so now we get to 20. He has the Steelers taking Kenny Pickett. He has uh, New England taking Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from uh, Utah. Christian Watson going 22nd to the the uh, Packers. He's the wide receiver from North Dakota State who was so good in Mobile. Yep. Traylon Burks, the wide receiver from Arkansas, going 23 to Arizona. Has the Cowboys taking uh, Penn State defensive end Arnold Ebekete. I can't say his name. Yep. I apologize to his parents if they're listening. Uh, Buffalo going uh, Michigan defensive back uh, Daxton Hill, 25th. Has Tennessee taking a wide receiver, which could be uh, interesting. Jahan Dotson, the wide receiver from uh, Penn State. He has Tampa Bay at 27, taking Devontae Wyatt, a defensive tackle from uh, Georgia. Uh, Green Bay going offensive lineman Zion Zion Johnson from Boston College at 28. Kansas City going with uh, Andrew Booth Jr., the cornerback from Clemson, at uh, 29. Has Kansas City taking George Karlafitis, the defensive end from Purdue. At uh, at thirty, he has a uh, projected trade with uh, Cincinnati and the Jets at thirty one, where the um, the Jets trade up and take Tyler Linderbaum, the the center from Iowa. Yep, sure. And then the final pick of the first round is Lewis Seen, um, the safety from Georgia, going thirty two. If you want to know why Georgia was so good, that's about six defensive players going in the first round from Georgia. So, get into the second round, and we'll be quick. I'll kind of go through this quickly. He has Kenyon Green, the guard from Texas A&M, going 33rd. Uh, David Ajabo going 34th. Has the Bengals now at 35 in that trade with the Jets, taking Kair Elam, the cornerback from Florida. New York goes defensive back. Houston goes defensive back. Brees Hall, the running back from Iowa State, goes 38 to the Jets. Bears go cornerback. He has Seattle at 40, Chase, taking Desmond Ritter, the quarterback from Cincinnati. Okay, sure. And then taking Quay Walker, a linebacker from Georgia, at 41. Colts go offensive tackle. Falcons go outside linebacker. 
Cleveland goes defensive tackle. The Ravens go linebacker. Minnesota goes defensive tackle. Washington takes George Pickens, the wide receiver from um, Georgia at 47. He has the Bears taking an offensive tackle. And then he has the Saints. And I think you would be thrilled with this draft. And this is this is why I don't like the Saints trading up. He has the Saints at 49 taking Matt Corral, the quarterback from Ole Miss. And if I'm the Saints and I get a tackle and I get Jamison Williams and I can go get my quarterback when I already have Jameis Winston under contract and I can take Matt Corral and go, okay, that's a perfect draft in, in a lot of ways. A, in an ideal world, you don't play this year, and we get a year to educate you. Yeah. No, that's a perfect draft. It's just at 49, that is so ripe for oh, getting Oh, it, it could go wrong. Yeah, sure. But I, I mean, would, I would be a basket case between like 38 and 48. I mean... Yeah, we, we'd have to come back and do the show on Saturday just to watch the second round. Um. But I like that draft better. And if I get Corral at 49, I know it's not good news for Matt, but if I get Corral at 49 and then the problems that people claim for him come to fruition, it's a yeah. second-round pick. It's a second-round quarterback. I'm not I'm – not, if I'm Mickey Loomis, that's not going to haunt me forever. No, no, no. The no, second-round quarterback The draft bumps. capital there is not to You're the good. point that that's a problem. And if he ends up being a franchise quarterback and I got him in the second round on a second-round rookie deal, I get to completely rebuild my franchise because I get to underpay Matt Corral for four years. It's Russell Wilson. Yeah. Well, he can guarantee that. Done. But I like that so much better than trading. Go to four. Trading the tackle, and let's just say this: let's say it's it's the pinning guy and Jamison Williams. Is it worth trading those two guys who conceivably help me right now? Right. I mean, Jamison Williams, Jameis Winston's going to be happy with Jamison Williams. Sure. I mean, Jameis has Jameis has a gun. Yeah. I get those. Is it worth trading those two guys to draft Jameis Winston's backup? Not even. Because if Malik Willis is a bust, or if the floor is closer to his reality than the ceiling, I'm done as a franchise. I'm not recovering from that. Because now I have this this anchor. I have a Trubisky. I have this anchor in my offense that I have to play. We're not worth a damn, and I, I've got all these other problems. If I'm the Saints, I'm... And at 49, maybe I'd even trade up a little to get to like 42 and go. Just get for it. some security. Just, yeah, here's a fifth round pick. Yeah. I got, I'm trying to work on something here, whatever. Take the, take the pick and it's fine. Yeah, I really like that. It does make you wonder how the hell Georgia recovers from losing all of those guys. That is a ton of defensive talent going in the first 35 picks of the draft. Like six, seven guys. Jeez. Well, that's not, I mean, that's not a shock in a way. No, I mean, no, that's... but replacing all of that. Woo. <laughs> Will Anderson goes top two picks next year. Oh, 100%. Top two picks. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's Will Anderson and Bryce Young. He'd be a whatever this year if he came out. It's why I like the over on Alabama. Will Anderson, Bryce Young, they're going first two picks in the draft. Will Anderson getting 
and again, on something that doesn't matter, speaking of a joke earlier, Will Anderson getting screwed like he did on the Heisman compared to the other guys was so stupid. I mean, he was by far the best player in college yeah. football. And he'll get screwed again this year. Yeah, Aiden Hutchinson had one big game and somehow became a better player over the season than Will Anderson. Although you wonder if like Will Anderson has a more dominant season than Bryce Young if people almost try to get fix, away from the quarterback. Try to fix it, yeah. Because Bryce already had one. You talk to any coach last year and was like, who's the problem? It's Will Anderson. That's the problem. He's everywhere. Unblockable. He's, yeah, he's doing. Yeah. We got to know where that cat's at. I mean, you remember Kiffin talking about that last last year. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't trying to run from it. No, we got an issue here. He said he was the best player in college football. That they had to. And then afterwards, he told people, yeah, they, we, we had no answer for that. Mm-hmm. Neither did most people. I mean, Will Anderson saved them late in the season from a couple of. Alabama was in jeopardy late in the year against both Arkansas and Auburn, and Anderson made big plays. Mm-hmm. No stud. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. $20 off your first order with code MPW. 10 minutes, freezer to plate for restaurant quality shrimp. They have the new flavor live and able to be ordered right now. That's garlic herb butter. Throw it on some vegetables, some, uh, some pasta, throw it with a steak, make shrimp scampi. Or whatever it is you would like. Other uh, other flavors include signature seasoning, kind of a garlic seasoning, French Quarter Alfredo, or the Louisiana Shrimp Bowl, which gives you a spicy option if that is what you are looking for. So again, primeshrimp.com. Use code MPW. Twenty dollars off and shipped straight to your door. Um, we're also brought to you by the Rogue. The Rogue at forty four fifty I fifty five North in Jackson or the Rogue.com. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at the Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen and Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using... Um, Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Also uh, brought to you by Bell & Grove, based out of Chattanooga. Daryl Oliver, Evan Dial, built Bell & Grove. It's a logistics provider. With uh, more than 35 years of transportation industry experience, they specialize in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. They can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. In addition, Bell & Grove can help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs. So whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed, they can accommodate you. They provide both air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move product quickly. For more information, call Daryl Oliver at 865-672-6557. And don't forget, Southern Traditions uh, Farm has their summer camp schedule out. It begins on May the 30th, uh, another camp on June 6th, June 12th, and then another on June 20th. Those are uh, Monday through Fridays, 8.30 to 2. Contact Susan Walt for uh, more information, 601 278 Seven five six three, and if you're uh, planning a party, they're hosting parties out there. Um, 
maybe you're at MRA and you want you get you lunch pail kids, blue collar lunch pail kids, schedule a party out at Southern Traditions Farm. You can reach them on Instagram, Facebook at Southern Traditions Farm. Yesterday in the we talked about it the day before. So in the NBA yesterday, the uh, the Pels knock off the Spurs one thirteen one oh three. Pels played really well. CJ McCollum with twenty seven first half points yesterday yeah, he was for uh, for New Orleans. They started three and sixteen on the season. Don't have Zion and row went away from getting into the main draw. So well, they got a very impactful second round pick in Herb Jones from Alabama. And Alabama missed Herb Jones. Has turned out to be an elite NBA defender. And they don't ask him to score, just go defend. And he's great at it. And he's his his defensive prowess has become somewhat contagious. They're a nice team. If they had an impactful Zion Williamson. And then in the East, Hawks 132, Hornets 103. DeAndre Hunter had 16 in the third quarter of that win for Atlanta. So it sets up some uh, win and ends on uh, both games on Friday. You've got Hawks at Cavs, winner getting in, and then you have Pelicans, Clippers with the winner getting in. Let's go, Pels. Very into New Orleans oh, right totally. now. Totally. I'm locked in. Neil's trying to get ping pong balls oh, right now. Get that 12th pick in addition to the potential of the early pick. How many teams are in the lottery? It's 14. 14. Mm-hmm. So you're in if you don't. That's it? Well, the Thunder already have their Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, sure. The Clippers would be in the lottery if they lose. So where'd the Thunder finish? They have the fourth worst record. So the Thunder... They could, screwed it up enough to only get the fourth? Yep. Yeah, the, the three wins cost them a shot at like the second. Yeah, it was nightmarish. And then at the end, they only played six people. In the final game, they only played five people in the second half. I'm like, why didn't you do this for the last three weeks? We got to compete. Gotta- no, no, and just wish them well. And literally, that's what the coach did at the end. He goes, "Hey, I want to thank those guys, and I hope they enjoyed their NBA experience." I was like, "Yes." Why didn't you do this for a month? Here's a check. Here's some road trips. Here's your per diem in Los Angeles. Have at it. We're going to lose these games. They lost the last game by fifty. And that's how you do this. Don't flirt with it. Embrace it. And people say, well, it's, it sucks. It does, but that's the rule right now. And until they change the rule, if you need to lose, lose. The Thunder's problem at the end of the day was they needed to lose and they won three games. I don't even know where I sit on the tanking thing. Like I'm, I'm really, I'm, I see both sides so much that I have a hard time Formulating a response. Well, you and Greg Popovich are on the same page. He said he could never do it, but he understands it. Because baseball has become the worst because you're doing it multiple years in a row with 162 games with some teams where you're not even trying. And it's like, okay, like. Yeah. Yeah. And now, look, you're having to eat that with your own fans. I mean, whatever, but. See the crowd in Cincinnati yesterday? Oh, really? Dude. Lower level sections completely empty. Really? Completely empty lower level sections. Mid-April. Home opener weekend kind of stuff. Yeah, it was the second game of the season. Yeah. No, I didn't see that. Uh, Vecina did commit to Clemson yesterday for anybody who yeah, been without that. Just yeah. FYI. Was that yesterday? 
Maybe it was Tuesday. I think I it was know. Tuesday. Okay. Either way, we did not rehash that it did go like we thought it was going to go. Shockingly, he had already done it, and they'd filmed it. He was just having a press conference. So when it leaked out that, hey, it is Clemson, because he committed to Clemson in person. <laughs> in Clemson. Probably hard to hide that. Probably some people in the building that got that out. I was going to follow up on this. Um, Sarkeesian's full quote, you know, we talked about um, the kid's name from Texas. I forget his name. Ajomo. Uh-huh. And Sarkeesian's full quote, look, doesn't help at all, but for full context, we did not have this um, because, God forbid, somebody include the full context of a quote when we well, go find it. If you're it. clickbaiting, you don't want to... You don't want to tell the whole story. You just want to click the hell out of it. Sarkeesian's quote was, I don't like one player speaking out on behalf of others, and it's disheartening that one guy makes a statement and all of a sudden we've got a team full of guys that like to do things outside of the program that we don't adhere to. He should not have done that in public. If you're a family, you go, you don't go out and talk about family business. You take care of things internally. I think his intentions were right, but his delivery and the form that he used was very poor. I don't disagree with that completely. I don't agree with it. My hunch is that Sarkeesian was not doing anything to fix it, and Ojomo was pissed off. Oh? I think Ojomo's answer would be, hey, I tried. Oh. Well, that would be interesting. That's the way I read it, is, okay, then do something. Look, Sarkeesian's been here a year. It wasn't like he walked into the program a month ago. Oh, no, no, for sure. So if he's still got problems, he's going, well, I'm not saying he baited the reporter or anything. Well, and, but. and you wonder if the recruiting philosophy there is Austin's a lot of fun. It is. That Austin. is the recruiting philosophy in a way, yeah. Austin's a lot of fun. Yeah. Come Sixth here, Street. Woo. Sixth Street's awesome fun. Yeah. Woo. Whereas the recruiting philosophy at Alabama is come here and we get you ready for the NFL and win championships mm-hmm. in the process. That's what we do. There's no part of the Alabama recruiting philosophy that appears to be locked in. Here are the Tuscaloosa nightclub. The strip is amazing. No. Come here, win championships, get you ready for the NFL. Sarkeesian's got his work. Do you – we didn't get into this, and we're we're out of time. The preseason ESPN, was it FPI, is that what it's called, the top – Football Performance Index, or yeah, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. They've got Texas top ten. Do you? I'm do, out. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm out. I'm, I'm total selling on that. I think they have Ole Miss at like 19. Don't hold me to it. And now. that's supposed to be computer only, right? That's yeah, yeah, just yeah. That. It's just computers. Has Ole Miss maybe 17? I can't remember. No, Mississippi I, State's 24. I think. I actually am a little, and I don't know. I mean, this is a summer topic. We'll get there. We'll discuss this 14 times prior to the season. I'm. I'm more down on Sarkeesian today than I was the day he was hired. I thought he was a really good hire for Texas the day he was hired. And I'm not even saying he's not or he's automatically going to fail, but I'm buying less and I'm in at least a hold and maybe even selling a little bit of the Texas stock with Sarkeesian. And I think more of the reason is I do not believe everybody does this former, you know, he's been a head coach or Bama assistant, all this, all this stuff. I do not believe he's the guy to transform their entire, and I'm using the word I said I hate. Their, when I say culture, though, I don't mean inside the program. I mean boosters. I mean university. I mean the way they don't get out of the way. I, there's nothing about what has happened to give me the sense 
that Sarkeesian is a powerful enough personality or curating or whatever to actually be the one to transform that. So I think it's just same shit, different day in a way with Texas right now. So I pulled this up. Yeah, sure. It's the college football power index for 2022. Um, got Alabama with a 30.1% chance of winning the national championship. Alabama's projected win-loss total is 11.3 wins and to 1.5 loss. Okay. So this is computers that sure. they're not rounding. They're just – it's got Ohio State with a 27.4% chance of winning the national championship. Ohio State with an 11.8 projected wins, one projected loss. Okay, hold on real quick. You're okay. telling me the computers say that two teams have more than a 60% chance of winning the title? Um, Are close to it? 57.5. Okay. And then I'll add to this. Here's here's the rest of it. This is And for college football, frankly, this is the problem. Yeah, go ahead. It's got Georgia with a 22.7% oh. chance of winning the national championship, projecting Georgia with 11.6 wins and 1.3 losses. Um, Clemson with an 11.1% chance of winning the national championship. Clemson. Clemson. Sell. Sell, sell, um, sell, sell, sell. After that, the highest number is Texas at 2.3%. Everything else, you've got uh, Notre Dame with a 1.8% chance. Uh, Michigan 1.3, Oklahoma 1.1. Um, but here's the deal: Pittsburgh with 0. 0.7, Auburn, LSU, and Penn State and Utah all at 0. 0.2. The Fighting Jimbo's at 0. 0.1. It's got Ole Miss at um, appears to be 17 or so. Ole Miss is right after. The grouping around Ole Miss is the three in front of Ole Miss are Texas A&M, Utah, and Michigan State. The three after Ole Miss are um, Miami, Baylor, and Kentucky. It's why I keep telling people this Kentucky at Ole Miss game is going to be a lot of yeah. – it's the first inflection point of the season, I think. Um, he's got Ole Miss at 7.7 uh, 7 wins, 4.3 uh, losses, has Ole Miss – with a 0.9% chance of making the playoff, a 0.7% chance of winning the SEC, a 0.2% chance of making the national championship game, and a 0% chance of winning the title. Okay. He's got Auburn, interestingly, at 7.4 also. So he's got Auburn a little ahead of Ole Miss, but at a, a, a lower win total, 7.4. He's got LSU at Exactly where Ole Miss is, 7.7. I'm looking for other SEC teams. Kentucky is at uh, eight wins, 8.0. Has Mississippi State at 6.4 wins. Florida at uh, 7.1 wins. Tennessee at seven wins. Arkansas at 6.5 wins. I'm looking to see if anything else just pops. South Carolina at uh, 5.9 wins. Wow. Um, you mentioned West Virginia earlier has them at five wins, and that doesn't put Daniel in yet. Probably not. Yeah. Um, Liberty seven point five wins. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm sure RebelGrub.com will be Vanderbilt. Uh, at, Vanderbilt at two point eight wins. Well, I mean, we didn't do this. We'll do it next week. It makes for an easy topic. The uh, SEC East win totals came out from the win. We did the West last week. Vander, I'll go ahead and tease this one. Vanderbilt's uh, win total projection you can bet on. 
Mm-hmm. One and a half. Ooh. At the win, you can place. I will tell you, I talked to a football guy who said, and, and I talked about this with Chris Lee yesterday, and you'll hear it later today. They really like the job Clark Lee is doing inside the program and said if somebody takes them too lightly and doesn't prepare, if you will, that they think this is the year Vanderbilt steals an SEC game. Okay. So one and a half, you'd like to bet at the win. We'll hit those the rest of those SEC you know, East numbers on uh, on Monday. So have a good day. RebelGrove.com tonight. Ole Miss, South Carolina, 6 o'clock from uh, Carolina Stadium. No longer Sarge Fry. Carolina Stadium in mm. Columbia for, uh, for that one. So Founders Park. Uh, have a good day. We'll talk to you again very soon. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.